What is up, guys? Welcome to the Streaking Pod, presented to you by Club VIP. This is your host, Fredo. Once more, we are on pod eight today. This is going to be pod eight out of many. Started a while ago. We're now on pod eight. We're releasing two pods this week. Hope you guys enjoy them. Without further ado, we're going to jump right in. We're going over topics 8.13 to 8.17 in this pod. So just a few topics today. These are going to be totally impromptu. I don't have any notes in front of me. I don't have any facts or stats in front of me. This is totally impromptu, straight from the heart, straight from the brain, heart and brain, all impromptu. Don't know how much more I can elaborate. There's nothing in front of me. We're just jumping right into it. I'm just explaining exactly what we're going for, what our topics are about, and why we said what we said. So let's get started. 8.13, 8.13, first topic, Mercedes will not recover even after bringing back the V8. Yes, if you have heard, Mercedes have changed their decision. They will be bringing back the V8 for both the C63 and the E63 for the 2026 models. I know what you're thinking. 2026, a few years out. It's a while out. We're now approaching 2024. It's three years out. Uh, not three years. Wow. Look at that math. It's two years out. Approach 2024 is two years out, so we're actually not as far as you think, even though it does sound much, much farther out than it actually is. But, you know, you got a couple years for Mercedes to figure this stuff out. So they put the bigger V8, 4-liter V8 engine into these cars, and on top of that, engineer it into these cars, remove the hybrid system. I mean, it's a whole different game. There's not any specifics on exactly what type of engine they are going to be using, whether it's going to be a reiteration of the old 4-liter or whether it's going to be a totally new 4-liter V8. We're not exactly sure. They haven't mentioned it, but we're hoping that it is going to be a reiteration of the old engine because of how great that engine was, hopefully fixing some of the problems that the old engine had. But, you know, that's common sense. We're expecting them to, and so let's hope that happens. And the same token, they could be cutting costs, and in doing that, they could be just bringing back the old engine, tweaking it a little bit, and just putting it into these new cars. Either way, I don't think you guys are going to complain. I'm definitely not complaining if they bring back the V8. I've said it once more. I said it, I believe, in the last pod, pod 7. These cars, the GLE 60, not the GLE, the GLC 63 and the C63, the C-Class AMG cars, the new ones, are the best looking in their class. They look amazing. They look perfect. I don't see any fault in these cars. And just having now a big engine is just going to complete the whole look. Let's just hope they remove a lot of those drive modes because they're totally unnecessary. But if they do remove the hybrid system, I don't see why they would not. So good news. They're bringing back the V8s. However, like I said, I do not believe they're going to recover from this. BMWs are good cars. They're good driving cars. They received a lot of praise for how good they drive. Obviously, the infamous X-Drive system where you can decouple the front wheels and turn into a rear-wheel drive system. I feel a lot of people have switched to BMW because of Mercedes's stupid decision to bring the four-cylinder hybrid, I believe are not going to be coming back to Mercedes. As much as Mercedes think they will, they will not. There is going to be a certain market share that will remain in BMW, that market share that BMW has gained now. They're capitalizing on it. That's why they're bringing out touring versions as well. They're coming for Audi's neck too. And I think they're doing just an amazing job. They're, I don't see a world where all the customers go back to Mercedes. It doesn't make sense to me. There's a good plethora, not a good plethora. There's a plethora of customers that have the money for these cars, but don't understand them. And they just don't care what brand they're with. And so they go to their brand that treats them better. In this case, it's BMW. They're coming out with more reliable engines than they used to. Better engines, better sounding engines, and good last hurrahs before everything goes electric. And so I feel a lot of these guys are loving BMW. They're going to stay with BMW, and they will not go back to Mercedes no matter what Mercedes does. And on top of that, Mercedes has just tainted their image permanently. And this was a decision that should not have been made. I went over this in pod six. There is no reason Mercedes went to a four-cylinder. Absolutely no reason. These guys should have just went from an eight-cylinder to an electric. There's nothing that was stopping them. Uh, from keeping the eight-cylinder. Nothing at all. I don't care what emissions regulations are coming out with this. S63 has an eight-cylinder and it fits emission regulations perfectly. There's no reason why a hybrid system with a four-cylinder was brought into the C63. No reason at all. Maybe they're copying Audi. Audi has a five-cylinder. That's the smallest 
engine and their RS lineup. Not their S, their RS lineup. Not a four-cylinder. I'm not sure what they're thinking with a four-cylinder. And the reason I bring up Audi is because Audi, as we know, the bigger the numbers, the bigger the engines. The three has a five-cylinder, the four has a, and the five have a six-cylinder, the seven and the eight have an eight-cylinder. Obviously, I'm talking about the eight, RS7, RS6, etc., etc., etc. And I believe they're coming out with that kind of stage mentality with their new AMGs before they kill everything and go electric. It doesn't work out. It doesn't make sense. They're known for their V8s. Keep the V8s. That is what AMG is known for. So I'm hoping AMG, I'm not I'm hoping, I'm glad AMG won. Uh, but I'm hoping Mercedes gets some of the customers back, but I just do not see a world where they do. People will stay in BMW. They're going to keep on buying BMW, the ones that have switched. Very few of them will come back. And like I said, they've tainted their image permanently. They've also stabbed a lot of people in the back, a lot of their consumers, a lot of their diehard uh, performance and enthusiasts in the back with this switch because they knew people weren't going to like it. They knew people weren't going to buy it. They knew people were going to hate it, and they still did it anyways. And that's something that people will not forget. Will forgive, but will not forget. And so I believe their image is tainted permanently. Uh, Mercedes will not recover from this one, no matter how hard they try. It's unfortunate, but unfortunately, guys, it is the truth. This is another topic from 8.13. We brought in a couple topics on that day. As you know, we're coupling a lot of topics now, coupling some podcasts in the same week. But the second one is, what is the point of the Porsche 911 ST? Exact wording is, what's the point of the Porsche 911 ST again? Question mark. What is the point? Maybe you guys can explain this to me. Once again, feel free. Our DMs are always open. If you guys have deferring opinions, DM us. We'll include your opinions. We'll feature you. We'll put your opinions out there. That way you get to be part of the discussion. But 911 ST, what is the point? I do not understand the point of these cars. Is it, For those that don't know, it is not a GT3. It is a GT3 RS engine put in a GT3 body with a couple weight-saving features. I'm not going to go over all the specs now. I don't have them all memorized, but that's basically kind of all you need to know. It is made to be the ultimate 911 I get, what, I get what Porsche is going for. They're going for the Ultimate 911 because it's not as flashy. It's not as uh, kind of in your face and out there and, oh, uh, we love you. We want this as much as the G3 RS is. It doesn't kind of stand out that much. It's just your typical looking 911, uh, 992. And so I understand what they're going for. I knew they didn't want to make it too flashy. They just wanted to make it a classic looking 911. No big wing, no big wheels, no big aero, uh, but also retain their best engine, which is the D3 RS engine, which is the best engine of this generation. Let me just reiterate that. That is the best engine of this generation. The Turbo S is quick, but is not naturally aspirated. G3 RS, predictable, good engine, and it is the best engine. Um, it is the best engine of their lineup. And so they just put basically their best engine in their lineup and what they think is the best looking car in their lineup which is a GT3 Touring because it's very understated and because it just looks like a classic Porsche 911 from the 80s. No big wing, no ooh-la-la, just regular 911 goodness. And so I understand that perspective. It also has a manual, okay? So it's a short shift manual. It's not a regular manual. It's a short shift manual. So you're basically getting just a short shift GT3 Touring. It's an RS, so it has a couple more horsepower, but that's really all you're paying for. But they're charging loads amounts of money more than what the gd3 is loads amounts of money more and it's limited edition so these could go up in price it could be just total flop for porsche this could be a whole cash grab that people are looking at but i don't understand what the point of this is i love porsche i love what they're doing i love how they're making every iteration possible of the, that they can of the 992 before they kill this completely and turn everything electric which i know they said that they don't want to but i think they know as much as i do they don't have much of a choice and so they're trying to not take their chances and come out with every iteration they can of this car I applaud them. I'm for them. But I think this might have just pushed the envelope a little bit too far. I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are willing to pay this much for a regular Porsche. Especially when they look at the stats, they look at the engine, they just figure out they can just get a regular GT3 Touring. Most people will not use the extra power. Most people do not need the extra power. And so there's no reason why someone just shouldn't get a manual GT3 Touring. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and I believe it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. And so... Uh, 
you know, it is what it is. We'll see how the sales work out. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's hope for the best, I guess. At least Porsche is creating some enthusiast cars and not putting four cylinders in engines at Mercedes. All right, last topic for today is going to be topic 8.17. 8.17 is today's date. And that is Mercedes-Benz has to figure out how to retain Brabus. BMW bought Alpina. ABT is very involved and very intertwined in Audi. Each of these companies have their own aftermarket, their big aftermarket brand that modded, mods their cars, okay? These are official retailers. Like I said, BMW has bought Alpina. ABT is very intertwined in Audi. They, I think, pretty much mod out every Volkswagen they can. I'm talking about Skodas, Lamborghinis, Audis, obviously. Uh, any... I believe that actually I don't think they do Porsches, but they could mod they try to mod out every Volkswagen they can. And so each of these German car companies has kind of their own little uh how do we say it? Uh each of these car companies has their own little um I'm losing the word, their own little you know aftermarket guy, aftermarket place that mods their cars, okay? I can't, can't come up with a better word right now. But you guys are trying to understand what I'm trying to say. Mercedes had Brabus. Brabus was the best in the game, all right? It's debatable. It's not for me. Brabus is the best in the game. They're better than ABT. They're better than Alpina by margins, margins. Mercedes should retain them. They should do anything they can to make Brabus happy. What is going on with Brabus? As many of you may know, some of you may not know, Brabus has been modding out Porsches recently. There are now and purchasable, actually. Porsche 911 Turbo S's from Brabus are modded out by Brabus. And as of August 17, which is today, Brabus has also released a Range Rover Sport. So they're now modding out Range Rovers and modding out Porsches. I mean, Porsche is a big competitor for Mercedes. You guys remember from Pod 5, I believe, this is the first thing that hit my head, when I was talking about kind of the brutal rivalry between Porsche and Mercedes and how much these companies just genuinely hate each other. Uh, they're making Porsches now. It just makes sense to me why they kind of go for Mercedes's largest competition, which is Porsche. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with Brabus. I thought they were big Mercedes guys. Maybe they're pissed off at Mercedes for going a four-cylinder route. And they're just telling them, hey, look, guys, we can't mod out four-cylinders. We won't be modding out four-cylinders. And we won't be tuning four-cylinders. That's not our thing. That's not something we're going to do. And so we're going to move on to other companies. That could be it. But once again, fire Ola. Fire that stupid CEO. That stupid son of a you-know-what. Fire him from Mercedes. He's ruined the company. He's let Brabus go, too. Now, this is another thing that he's done. As if all the damage he's done it wasn't enough. Uh, I mean, this guy, this guy's generally dumb. I hope they take, they, they just take care of this guy and get him, get him out of there. Like I said, this guy came into Mercedes with the expectation and with the bulletin board that he was going to turn Mercedes electric. He said in an interview, it's all there online. And a guy with that mentality will never make a Mercedes, the great brand that it is. Mercedes is a brand of luxury. It's a brand of strength. It's a brand of presence as it has, uh, how do I say this as recognition and a guy that just wants to turn everything electric will not, and I repeat, will not uphold that image. They will not. They do not have the mental capacity to hold up that image. A man that wants electric cars, that wants to switch a company's electric cars, does not have the mental capacity to take care and strengthen a luxury company like Mercedes and like a company like Mercedes. This guy should just be fired on the spot, on the dot. Get him out of there. He now ruined their relationship with Brabus. This is something that should not have happened in the beginning with. This is one of the worst things that could happen for Mercedes. Aftermarket mods are one of the biggest industries in the car enthusiast world, as everyone knows, most people spend their money on mods, not really on the car. And uh, 
I don't know how much more to explain how big of a mistake this is. They're going for Porsche now. They're going for Range Rover now. I wonder if they're going to go into any other companies, any other German companies. Hint, tint. Let's see what happens. But, I mean, this is something that Mercedes should retain. Mercedes should do anything in their power and bring back Brabus in-house because this is absolutely not okay. Brabus, like I said, is best in brand. Alpina cars depreciate like a rock. You could probably throw a rock in an ocean and it'd fall a little bit, uh, it'd fall a little bit slower than Alpina prices do. And they don't look good. There's not much to them. All they do is just change the logo on the steering wheel and then they tune their car, which anyone can do. I would even want to change the logo. Half the people don't even know what an Alpina is. They probably just think some kind of off-brand BMW. I'd just rather retain a BMW badge and put a tune in my car than buy a stupid Alpina. Brabus has their stuff together, for lack of a better term, right? Shit, they have their shit together and there's no reason why Mercedes should let them go. These are the best guys in the game. Mercedes do not let them go. This is the dumbest thing they could have done. So Mercedes let retain Brabus. Do not let them make other cars. Some people will say, well, it's a good thing that they're making other cars now. Now we got more, more cars to choose from now. Stay with Mercedes. Be loyal to Mercedes. And Mercedes be loyal to Brabus. Let them figure this stuff out. All right. That concludes the pod for today, guys. Like you know, I like to keep it short and simple. I don't like to listen to a guy talk for an hour and a half. There's no reason to drag out topics more than they need to be. And so we made things short and simple, giving out our opinions. Three topics today. One, two, three. Bam, bam, bam. We're closing in on 13 minutes now. Really, really good stuff. We like to keep it short. We like to keep it simple and we like to keep it sweet. Three S's. And I hope you guys enjoy this. Hope you guys enjoy more of our pods. Make sure to check out all our other pods and make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and now Instagram threads. And that is underscore street kings pod. Again, that is at underscore street kings pod, P-O-D. So make sure to follow us on all our platforms. We really enjoy the support. Really appreciate it, guys. And like I said, any opinions, make sure to DM us. Thanks for listening in. We'll see you in the next podcast, Kings.